trends, current affairs, and pathways to success on Talk Story Business Edition podcast. On this podcast, Austin Biak, an award-winning mortgage real estate guru, and William P. Toom, a modern-day urban Robin Hood, share and simplify the latest research and best practices from award-winning business owners, entrepreneurs, and professionals to educate and empower you on how to make money, save money, and compound the interest of earned revenue to thrive happier, healthier, and improve your business practices for greater efficient impact. The end result is that you understand alternative pathways to roads less traveled to success that the daring duo share on the show. Together with Ignite San Diego, sparked by the BBB, we resolve the challenges and obstacles of growing a successful business to be victorious in a new era of innovation. This production is supported by the Better Business Bureau, National Referral Network, Countywide Mortgage Lending, Business Group Resources, and Kaizen Group International. Hello, everybody. Welcome on another edition of Talk Story Business Edition. I'm here with my co-host, William P. Toom, and our guest today is Seth Larson from Resilient Roofing and Steel Builders. Welcome, Seth. Hey, guys. How are you? Doing really well. Thank you for coming in. It's a pleasure to have you. We understand you are a torch awardee uh, for the Better Business Bureau. That's the word. Yeah, we're we're quite surprised and humbled, excited too. Not going to lie <laughs> that we that we made it as finalist and and uh, really weren't going after it. We just got an email one day saying that hey, you've been nominated as a torch award, and so yeah, we couldn't be couldn't be happier. I love that. Well, first, uh, Seth, can you uh, give us your uh, elevator pitch and introduce yourself? Absolutely. So Seth Larson, um, the quick backstory is in 2006, we started Stell Builders. It's a design builder modeling company here in San Diego. Been born and raised here my whole life. And then with success in that company, uh, and we'll get into the, the minute details later, we ended up buying a real small roofing company and have built it up over the last few years into uh, a company that's actually now last year just surpassed the construction company. So getting, getting larger and larger by the day. Wow. That's awesome. And so for any of the listeners who don't uh, know what the torch award is, it is the highest honor from the better business bureau that can be um, given out to a company. And it's all because of ethics and integrity in business. And so it's a huge honor. And so can you speak a little bit about that? I know you guys um, are a Torture Word finalist. Um, we don't know yet if you're a Torture Award winner. We'll know uh, pretty soon coming up here. But, you know, just to be a finalist is a huge feat in itself. Oh, totally. Yeah, no, I couldn't be more happy. So I guess the differentiator on how we do business in both companies, it's not like one company's more honorable <laughs> or more ethical than the other. But in the roofing world, we do hundreds of projects a year, whereas in the remodeling company, we do a dozen, maybe 20 at the most, so fewer, bigger projects. Well, anyway, I think the BBB noticed that we do so many per year and have hardly any complaint. You can't make everybody happy, but I think what differentiates us from, let's say, other construction companies is something's going to go wrong. We're, we're building, so the, the analogy I like to use for roofing specifically is you're working with handmade products, putting them together by hand, installing them on a house that was built by hand out in the elements. It's a hundred and 
X degrees on top of a roof. I mean, it is hard work. Right. Stuff's going to go wrong. But how, what differentiates us, and I think what the BBB noticed, is how we overcome those problems or issues or mistakes or whatever happens to be. Sure. And how the client feels about that. That's really what matters at the end of the day. And I think ethics and integrity have uh, everything to do. Absolutely. And the repeat business. Oh, absolutely. And the referral. Yep. That's a big, big, big portion of our company. They learn to know, trust, and love you. Oh, big time. Yeah. And really, I mean, it's funny. uh, Oftentimes we end up working ourselves out of a project. If I redo your roof, you don't need me for, you know, 20, 30 years. But everybody here knows in real estate, you don't stay in the same home. In San Diego, anyway. I think it's average, what, seven and a half years in a house. So they go to the next house. That one needs a new roof or repair or something. Of course, who they're going to call were, were the first ones that they would, awesome. would call. Awesome. So on the entrepreneur side of things, you know, we have a, a lot of up and coming, thriving leaders in our community. And so we want to talk about, you know, what makes a leader in a business community. So maybe you could speak on three different, you know, habits that you had to discipline yourself to maintain Optimal performance. Oh, that's a good one. I haven't really thought specifically about. Like, do you have rituals, you know, and uh, what keeps you on your A game? Yeah, no, I, I like it the way you worded that question. I would say the, um, what's it called? The hero syndrome or whatever it's called, the, where you have. Superhero super, super, That's the one. <laughs> Superhero syndrome. That's the one. You got to do everything because you're, yep. you're the only one that can do it. And exactly. You're standing there with your arms folded. Like, yeah. With your cape I'm, on. I'm going to build this website <laughs> on my own. I'm going to do everything myself. I think not doing that, and you know that, I can tell you know that, not doing that is a big, big differentiator for uh, growth. But entrepreneurship means different things to different people. You don't just have to grow to be a good entrepreneur. That's the route that I've chosen. But it's funny, we've chosen that with the roofing company, but at the remodeling company, we're happy with the size that we are. That business model, in my opinion, can only get, we're about 20% of what I feel is the max volume-wise size that a company like that can sure. successfully be, whereas roofing, the sky's the limit. And and we haven't, I always say we're at the base of Mount Everest. I mean, we've we've already gotten pretty big, but we have so much more room to improve. So anyway, back to your question, I'd say not having that superhero syndrome is is a big thing. If you can shake that, if you're, say, a newer entrepreneur and you feel like you have that, the reason most people become entrepreneurs, and, and I can attest to, to this as well, is you had a boss or someone that you worked with who they're doing it and they're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> and I... I can do it better than the room. Yeah, exactly. No one wants to say it better than them. Yeah, Yeah, everyone's thinking it. So you jump off, you do it your own, and then you become the doer. You know, Mm -hmm. you're you're really good at doing the thing, but maybe not running the rest of the team, you know, like a leader, like you had asked. So you feel like you have to do it all. And then you hire someone to do something that maybe you don't like doing or you're not super great at, but you're still looking over their shoulder. Well, that's a quick recipe for disaster, in my opinion. So a good, good, good question. And then I'd say another thing would be instead of jumping in. So, so once you've graduated to not being the superhero and hiring out and delegating certain tasks, not watch over their shoulder, but instead check to make sure and spot check and verify. And of course, train. Don't just think you can set them off and run it. But instead of fixing a problem, work on teaching them to not make that mistake next time, you know, fix the symptom instead of, or I'm sorry, fix the cause, not the symptom. Mm -hmm. Uh, And 
work on, hey, how can we help you get better next time instead of just fixing that problem and making it going away? Then they're just going to make the mistake again. And then someone they hire, if you get even bigger and you have layers, they're going to make that mistake. And then it you know compounds and gets worse and worse. I think that's, that's another big thing that I think has helped our company and our team uh, well, excel. And, and you've started your company, your first company, the design company in 2006, right? Correct. And at what time did you say, okay, you know, I'm killing the entrepreneurship game and, you know, I'm going to start a second company and watch this grow? No, that's a great question. So I know exactly when it happened is we, and the team's only 10 of us. So it's, it's not a big, big team. But the, the point when I finally hired, you're supposed to hire your weakness. I'm sure you guys have heard that before. So the things you don't like doing for most of us, it's, let's say, accounting um, or it's project management or it's the website building. You know, like you had mentioned, whatever you're not great at, of course, hire that first as long as you have the work for them. And then when you finally get to the point where you're doing the thing that you're the best at and you're just too busy or you lose your passion, that wasn't my case, but that can happen too. And you finally hire the thing that you're great at. It's hard to let go, you know, because it feels like you're pulling your cape off, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Superhero thing. But I finally did that and I hired two people to do exactly what I was doing in the business. And then I wasn't needed day to day. So today I'm down to about an hour and a half or two hours a week on that company, which is great because it gives me time to work on the, the other company, which takes 80 hours a week. <laughs> um, but that was the point. It was about 2016, 2017. When I wasn't needed day to day anymore, and then I knew the next phase of our sort of master plan, if you will, was uh, within reach, which was starting another company and growing it in a business model that is growable, which would be roofing. And I know most entrepreneurs, there's every uh, branch of entrepreneurship, I'm sure, listening, and construction isn't the most popular. You know, it's IT or it's a SaaS software, it's different things like that. Um, Construction, if you look at the business model, is a very simple business model. You know, it takes, there's a lot of hands. I would say it's even more uh, difficult in a sense because there's more human element to it. You know, you need actual physical labor to build projects uh, instead of software, you know, build a software and then sell it. This is every project's a new, you know, a new set of problems, a new personality. Sure. Have you ever thought you're paying too much in taxes? And it's causing an exodus in California. My focus is giving a hand up to elevate minority-owned businesses of which less than 95% across the nation know about and even less than know how to navigate to file a tax incentive recovery for a cash rebate or credit. Hello, I'm William P. Toom. I'm also known as an urban Robin Hood, helping business owners get back entitled money from the IRS a community partner that advocates and supports small to mid-sized companies expand, develop, and grow. If a company is trying to make something or just being creative and making themselves more competitive, you most likely qualify. Just recently, we helped a dentist in Elisa Viejo get back $31,000 and an architect in Newport Beach, $154,000. My latest victory, a home health hospice reclaiming $1.1 million in tax incentives through cash rebates. Over the past 14 months, Business Group Resources has helped over 150 companies get back $6 million from a spectrum of industries. This includes construction, manufacturing, medical, physicians, dentists, 
veterinarians, just to name a few. My ask is if you own a business, that we set 20 minutes aside and grab a cup of coffee to see what we can help you get back. Again, I'm William P. Toom. Award yourself. Allow me to be your profit recovery agent. Your success is my business. I welcome and invite you to visit my website at taxincentiverecovery.com for more details. Again, business group resources, helping you get back the money you're entitled to. Let me take it back to your master plan. Mm -hmm. So a large percentage of our business community do not have a succession or exit plan. Oh, gee. Do you have either? Yes and no. So the big joke in the family is we don't retire and our family doesn't retire. (laughs) We work all the way until the end. And it's not because uh, we're forced to, but some call it workaholic. I absolutely love everything. You know, every day that I go to work. We have people in our office. You surround yourself with people that are similar to you. Can't wait to come into work on Monday. So I wouldn't say I have an exit plan. We're not planning on selling the company, but the future, getting excited about the future, I think is absolutely necessary. I think Elon Musk does a great job about that when, with all of his companies and how they help humanity. We're not that bold to think that redoing roofs is going to change the world. But what we've done purposefully is built in philanthropic uh, adventures with specifically the roofing company. So we give back on each project and that helps people get, that's not the reason for it. It's to give back, but that helps our team get excited about growing. Otherwise they could look at it as it's just extra work. You know, why, why would I want to grow the company if it's just going to mean extra work for me? But instead it's giving back. Last year we donated, I think it was almost 13,000 meals to the San Diego food bank. Oh, that's awesome. We re- rehabilitated uh, just under 20 animals for the, the Humane Society. So different things like that. We're big in Wounded Warriors. We just donated a um, a full roof to a disabled veteran of the Marine Corps. Wow. Things like that are, are way more fun instead of, oh, we did this many roofs and no one cares about, you know, volume and how many projects and how many employees, if that's the vanity number, but it's how much can you help and give back and that kind of thing. So long story short, <laughs> I went around about your question, but no specific exit plan, but yes, I do have, uh, it's a double-edged sword. We have written goals, written business plan all the way out to, I think, 28 years from now is all written. But the other side of that sword, though, is you can't get too detailed because if it starts changing, the market is Un- unpredictable. Is changing Variables, right now. Yeah. Yeah, it's changing right. Yeah. Just the Fed just raked, you know. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah. changed. Yeah, so... Today's market. Yeah. Let me, uh, let me, let me take it to uh, being proactive and preventive, uh, protecting your assets and, and your the wealth that you've grown. Uh, you don't have a succession or an exit plan. And, and one of the things in, I like to say, talking money, uh, we, there, there tends to be a, a group of people behind you. What type what type of team members did you bring on board to support you where you were lacking and deficient in knowledge and expertise? Yeah. Well, how do you pick the right person? Yes. On? And what well, kind of, had, and what kind of people do you have supporting you? If I knew that exact answer, woo. <laughs> You'd be in be Hawaii rich. a lot more. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> no, I'd say, um, I'd say at certain points in the business growth, the business as a whole is fairly vulnerable. 
if something, let's say, were to happen to me, and I, I don't want to put the superhero cape on, cape on, but at certain points, yes, I am very important to the sake of the business. And if I were to get hit by a bus, the business probably would crumble. So I'd say a great goal for any entrepreneur at any stage is to remove that potential threat. Um, a SWAT test, you know, strengths, weaknesses, you guys know all that. So that would be a threat is the removal of one key person, whether it is the owner or someone else. Um, and I think in both companies now, if I were to be removed, it wouldn't be catastrophic to the company as a whole. Cause I look at the company as the, some of its part, all the people that are there and I'm pretty darn sure. Of course, now I'm going to make a note when you ask that, that I think the company would continue not just to survive, but also thrive and continue to grow. I'm really, really, really big on, um, what makes people tick. Sometimes it's money for certain people. Sometimes it's not, it's other things. It's giving back. It's working at a place with, you know, meeting. Um, and we have certain growth KPIs that increase people's salary or, you know, different things like that, that lead them. It pulls them into growth instead of just one person, let's say me, you know, cracking the whip all the time saying, Hey, hurry up. We need to grow. We need to grow. That doesn't get anybody excited. No one's, you know, no one's excited, but to build a company around pulling the team toward that growth I've, I've found has worked really well. Yeah. I mean, the first time I talked to you, it was over a zoom call and you, right. You have kids, you have a family, you run two successful companies and you were in Maui, um, you know, running your company remotely. But I remember one of the comments you said was, you know, my phone has rang maybe twice today. Like, you know, you're, you know, that when you step out of the office, everybody still, you know, keeps the level of professionalism and uh, the company going. And I think you've put in all the time to teach everybody down the line to, you know, uh, run the company the way it should be when you're out of office. And then you just get to make the fun phone calls and congratulate people when it's finished. And that's exactly <laughs> it. And you have to do that. Yes. You absolutely have to take time and, and acknowledge people. But I think if same thing for those young entrepreneurs that say have that Superman cape on still, yeah, it, it is hard to realize that you're probably the only one that cares that you're so needed if that makes any sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, we always and, often think it's all about us. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. oh, man, everyone, you know, if I'm gone, then everything falls apart. That's not good. Your clients hate that. <laughs> your, yeah. your employees hate that because they're not empowered. They have no control if you're gone. Yeah. So it really slows the whole thing down. Whereas, to your point, I'm glad you remembered that when I came back, I didn't have a huge pile of problems, you know, on my desk. Yeah. Everyone handled it. Of course, I heard stories. Hey, this happened and here's what we did. Right on. Way to go. Good job. So, that's, that's also important is, is to let go of you being so needed day to day. So good. So on a personal empowerment and spiritual perspective, you know, what would you tell your younger self if you were your own mentor? Oh, man, I would say, I guess I'm considered an elder now. Listen to your elders. So um, whether that be books, of an actual mentor of yours, someone in a similar industry, uh, you can learn so much from YouTube videos. I mean, podcasts now like this one are, are amazingly rich in content and don't think that you can do it all on your own. So any idea that I've shared today is not mine. I mean, maybe I realized it a little later than some. Everyone's documented this. There's there's books galore that have all this information in it, but actually listen. So same thing, I guess, really, if I had to summarize a lot of things I'm talking about are 
about removing your ego out of it. And I know that's tough. So it takes a certain person to be an entrepreneur. What is it? 2% uh, of people are successful entrepreneurs. Higher are, are actual, you know, acting entrepreneurs. But it takes a lot to become that entre- entrepreneur and then be so um, externally focused that you realize maybe you're in the way of the growth. I don't know if, if I'm making any sense. Yeah. But it's, it takes a big realization to say, wow, okay, pat myself on the back for building what I have now, get the heck out of the way <laughs> and sure. let the rest, you know, the system that you built sort of take over and, and continue. And I think once, once you realize that and then implement actions to, to continue that, I, th- I think that's where things can actually start taking yeah, off. Taking action is, is instrumental right yep. there. You that's, can know everything and not do it. Yeah, you can, you can <laughs> yeah. draw out a plan, but if you don't take action, Oh man, you know, I just went through a Tony Robbins uh, intensive and he says, you know, you can dream all you want, but once you schedule it, yes. it's real. Then it's real. Yeah. And then he, he says, uh, I like Tony, I follow a lot of Tony Robbins stuff. There's a lot of things you should do. But if you do, if you have too many of those, you'll just should all over yourself. Uh, <laughs> you don't have to bleep don't that. Don't be shitting on anyone. You don't, <laughs> you don't have to bleep that, William. That was a should. <laughs> <laughs> on that note. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, Seth, thank you so much for coming on. Um, you know, Seth Larson here, resilient roof and steel builders out of San Diego County. Um, congratulations again on being a torture award finalist. Um, is there any, anything that we didn't touch on that you want to add? Just, uh, you know, close us out nuggets of wisdom that you could share with up and coming, thriving entrepreneurs and business owners. No. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I saw, and actually it was a podcast you guys had with JJ Taylor Uh and they had mentioned that more than 50% of people don't have $400 for an emergency. If you remember that episode, Mm -hmm. that really hit me hard. And I know entrepreneurs, I've been there, I've been that guy, go from, it's not paycheck to paycheck because you don't get a paycheck, but you go from client deposit to client deposit or whatever you right. want to call it. And I would say, I, I love that hustle. And sometimes you need that to push a little harder, but just keep a couple bucks over here on the side for a rainy day. Now we're starting to see the clouds form and who knows what's going to happen in the next few months, but just keep that little bit of cushion. It actually helps you sleep better at night. That's my only little bit of advice for so entrepreneurs up there. So good. But Austin, William, thank you very much for having me on today. It's a pleasure having you on. I welcome you back anytime. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. With that, we'll see you next uh, episode. Stay tuned. This is a Talk Story Media production. Talk Story Business Edition is hosted by Austin Behick and William P. Toom. Supported by the Better Business Bureau, National Referral Network, Countywide Mortgage Lending, Business Group Resources, and Kaizen Group International. BBB Blueprint in partnership with GoDaddy, the Better Business Bureau serving the Pacific Southwest BBB is a hub for business support and provides the tools entrepreneurs need to thrive. BBB and GoDaddy partnered to create BBB Blueprint as a self-paced learning experience with an easy-to-digest curriculum designed to help you launch your business. This free program removes barriers entrepreneurs encounter while searching for trustworthy and cost-free educational opportunities. The BBB Blueprint is an online incubation program dedicated 
to helping entrepreneurs develop their businesses. From ideation to activation, the courses will guide users through all the steps necessary to launch a successful business. More can be found by visiting bbbblueprint.com. Trends, current affairs, and pathways to success on Talk Story Business Edition podcast. On this podcast, Austin Biak, an award-winning mortgage real estate guru, and William P. Toom, a modern-day urban Robin Hood, share and simplify the latest research and best practices from award-winning business owners, entrepreneurs, and professionals to educate and empower you on how to make money, save money, and compound the interest of earned revenue to thrive happier, healthier, and improve your business practices for greater efficient impact. The end result is that you understand alternative pathways to roads less traveled to success that the daring duo share on the show. Together with Ignite San Diego, sparked by the BBB, we resolve the challenges and obstacles of growing a successful business to be victorious in a new era of innovation. This production is supported by the Better Business Bureau, National Referral Network, Countywide Mortgage Lending, Business Group Resources, and Kaizen Group International.